Hey, darling. Welcome to the She's a Creative podcast. Are you a female creative who wants to own your purpose and dominate your creative business? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kay, your host and guide to help you on your way to creative freedom and success. Hey, boo. Hey. So today we are chatting with Alicia Washington White. She is the founder of the I Am Alicia brand, a multifaceted lifestyle brand. Alicia took her love for English, reading, and parenting and built a brand that supports mothers with mommy events and her support group. She is an author who is releasing a book on June 8th called Stories My Mother Never Told Me. She also hosts a podcast called Speak Your Truth, where she talks about relatable topics in a fun and informative way. Today, we're chatting about how she turned her dreams into a brand as a single mom and why women of color should write their story. Thanks so much, Alicia, for coming on. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Of course, of course. I'm so glad that we got to connect. <laughs> and I'm so glad right. that we talk. Like, oh my goodness, guys, I'm pretty sure I'm going to leave my in, but y'all are going to watch me totally mess up this intro, but y'all know how I do on all these episodes, so we're just going to keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Going with the flow. Ali, I, you, girl, I'm just being authentic. <laughs> so, Alicia, tell us about yourself and tell us about your journey. So, I am Alicia, and I wear so many hats professionally, but really, at the core of everyone, we have something in us. So, at the core of my journey, I am a natural-born writer. So, ever since the age of 12, I've gotten a journal for Christmas every single year. I don't know why my parents gave me little, you know, the little pink, glittery, and fuzzy ones. So I wrote in those journals cover to cover, and I saved each every, each and every one of them, and I still go back to them sometimes. But that's essentially who I am on the surface. I am Alicia, but truly at the core, I am a writer. Uh, I love that. And I think it's so nice that your family – I mean, I don't know if they intentionally recognize it or not, but by giving you that journal each year that you you wrote, that's so crazy. (laughs) And, and, you know, I was thinking about that because sometimes we see things in, like, in other people or sometimes people see things in us that we can't see right off the bat. So maybe they saw something in me at a young age at 12 years old. But I literally, I mean, and I didn't write about anything spectacular. I just wrote about who did what in fourth period. But as I got older, my teenage years, it became a little bit more detailed. So I literally have every single journal. And sometimes when I'm bored, I'm like, let me see what I was talking about when I was 14. Wow. <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> so crazy. So let's talk more about the I Am Alicia brand. So what pushed you to like yeah. start the brand? And like, what, what is it? Like, what all do you do? Sure. So the I Am Alicia brand was really born like birthed out of a point of professional confusion in my life and typically and I want to put a disclaimer out there because it's not good when someone says a business was birthed out of confusion like wait a minute what's he talking about but (laughs) what that means is that I knew that I didn't and I still don't want to work for someone for the rest of my life I you know I was really struck exactly like it's hard you're fulfilling someone else's dream but I know I was called to do more so I was really struggling in my life to find my purpose. So I have friend, I have friends that are nurses and lawyers and analysts and all this great corporate stuff, but corporate just isn't me. So I really had to sit down and assess what my strengths were. And I have 
a natural flair for many things. Like, again, I love writing, but I also love speaking and I love event planning and I love giving back to people and supporting women. So I couldn't think of a better name that encompassed everything that I do, which is I am Alicia, because all those things are me. So from that brand, that's where, you know, I have the blog and then I have the book coming out. I have the podcast. I host a number of events. I host a number of moms only events. So I do so many things, but that's just who I'm a creative. That's who I am. Uh, I love that. It makes me so happy to talk to somebody else that also is multifaceted or multi-passionate where you have all these things that you're doing and you're just mixing them together to create a unique brand that is you. So I, I love your name. Like now that you've explained you. it more, it's just like, oh yeah, okay. Like these are all. <laughs> Thank you so much. And sometimes it's hard explaining it because people are just so used to kind of like the cookie cutter, like, well, are you an event planner? And it's like, yeah, but, you know, I do speaking engagements, too. So it's like they want people, you know, when I'm talking to people and I'm giving them my business card, they want me to fit into this box. But it's like, no, I can plan you a $1 million conference or a wedding, but I can also come and facilitate a workshop, too. You know what I mean? So it, that that is the fun part about explaining my brand to people. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know what, like I, I find myself in that same space as well. And I think a lot of people now find themselves in a space of like, I do more than just one thing. Like, I mean, it's, it's no longer like, oh, what do you do? I'm a writer. Like, no, I'm a writer. Exactly. I'm a this, like I, I can do a lot of different things. And I think that's what makes um, having a business today even more unique. I know a lot of people are like, well, you have to niche down. You have to like do one thing. Like, no, you really don't. Like, <laughs> I mean, who does? Exactly. exactly. And we need to embrace all of our talents. So there are literally women out there who do hair, makeup, they're microbladed, and they have a boutique. And it's like, you know, what's wrong with capitalizing off of all of your talents and strengths? Yes, I could not agree more. I could not agree more. So I want to talk mm -hmm. a little bit about your book. Um, so I know that you are coming out with the book on June 8th. So what made you decide to write this? <laughs> what made you decide <laughs> to write this book? Um, and what is Stories My Mother Never Told Me About? Yeah, and, and I said woo-woo because, you know, June 8th is my birthday, and, you know, I'm just 100% oh. Gemini, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I always got to wrap my horoscope. <laughs> Okay, but um, anywho, so I, I've always played around with the idea of writing a book since high school, and it's, you know, you you look at books, and it's like, man, I can't do that, 200, 300 pages, I don't have time for that, even in high school, however, um, even, even before my son was born, I'm like, I really want to write a book, so a constant in my life was my mother being gone, that was a constant theme, I did not grow up with my mother, she battled with substance abuse all throughout my life and still, honestly, to this day. So throughout my adolescence years and, and adult years, I started writing letters to her and it was just a way, and I knew she would never get them. It was just a way for me to cope with her not being there and to really recognize and own my feelings that, you know, I was an angry child. This is how you made me feel. Um, and after, you know, I have dozens of letters and I embraced my journey of transparency and I realized after I had my son I'm like there are other women who are struggling just like me because I was afraid to have my own son because I did not have a mother to kind of show me the ropes. so I was terrified so I'm like you know what 
I'm like, I think this is a book. And, you know, I was battling and struggling with mommy issues. And I turned most of those letters into content for a book. And I did, you know, beef it up a little with my journey of pregnancy, staying in unhealthy relationships, because a lot of women go through these things. And that's how stories my mother never told me was born. So I told my story through the lens of being a new mother, but also not having a mother in my life. So being pregnant and having my first child, I was so scared because I didn't have her to lean on to. And I know that there are so many other women out in the world dealing and struggling with mommy issues who may be afraid, but I have embraced my journey and I own it. So I'm not afraid to share it. And I hope it provides a platform for other women feeling comfortable doing so. Wow. I love that your book is like from personal experience, which I know, at least for me, the best books always tend to start from like a personal experience. And I think it's so amazing that you wrote these letters to your mom that you knew she would never read. Um, but you still yeah. And I, I think that that, um, you know, I've heard a lot like writing is a way to cope with things. And so I think it's amazing how you're creating this space, you know, so that you can share your story and so that other people can feel like they're not alone. Because I think so often, you know, we hear about like, oh, daddy issues, but no one ever talks about mommy issues. Like, <laughs> mm, <laughs> exactly, you know, as well. So, um, you know, I think that's so amazing that that's kind of where your story, your book came from. And I'm excited to read it and get a copy of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I will definitely be, um, I will definitely be reading that to just to see the other experiences, you know, because, um, you know, I, I haven't had any kids yet, but you know, there are fears that I experience, you know, with having kids like, Oh, am I going to be a good mom? Am I going to, you know, and, so it would be yeah. nice to see like that perspective and just kind of know that I'm not the only person that has these sort of thoughts. Um, you know, I was fortunate yeah, to have exactly. a family experience, but you know, that doesn't mean that having kids isn't scary. And so I'm glad that you're kind of bringing that into your story. So I know that you're like an advocate, um, especially of women of color telling their stories. Um, and so, you know, like what, why, like what made you kind of tap into that space and what advice do you have for women who may feel you know, maybe afraid or like shy to share their story? Yeah, and that's a great question. And you touched on it a little bit. And I have friends who have great mothers, but even within those mommies are stories that they probably will never, ever tell you. So I do encourage everyone, even the, even the good mamas, you know, to really try to connect with your daughters or your kids on a different level. There's a story within all of us. And if we going back to your question, if we don't find that voice inside of us and speak up for ourselves and advocate for ourselves, then we will constantly allow others to speak for us. And I truly believe that there's no greater plight than the plight of the black woman. And, and I mean, you can argue with me all day, like you, you're not going to change my mind. Like I really believe that black women have it the hardest and the darker the skin, the harder the plight. And I did put that in my book. And just as women in general, we are strong, intelligent, versatile, we're beautiful. Like we are just a wonderful creation on this earth. And we have to find the courage, especially women of color, to tell our stories because we're always told in the media to speak, but not too strong and to listen and to not. And I noticed that a lot of women, they apologize first before they ask questions. And I'm like, why do we do that? Like, why, why, like, oops, I'm sorry, I have a question. It's like, what are we apologizing for? So I would say 
that as women, we have to craft, women of color, we have to craft our own stories and our own words, and we can't allow society to dictate what we should be or how we should act. So I was afraid to tell my story because literally in the book, I revealed some not so pretty things. Now I'm spilling my tea, but I'm spilling it really with a purpose. And it's without fear of judgment, shame, or what anything has to, what anybody has to say to me. Um, it, it takes years. I can say it does take years for, for, to get the courage to really share what it is. But I would definitely say if you are embracing your truth, think about it. What is it? What did you go through? Is it holding you back? Will it propel you forward? You know, and I would definitely advise to write it down, meditate on it. If you are a spiritual person, pray on it, go to therapy. I went to therapy. And once you finally accept whatever your truth is, then you will have nothing to be thrown in your face. Nothing can be used against you. It's your truth and embrace it and be proud of it. Whatever you've done in your past, be proud of it. Be proud of those skeletons hanging up in that closet. It's okay. <laughs> mm. Wow. I mean, you said so many things right there, but I think the one that resonated with me the most is, um, I will mic drop moment about be proud of it. Like be proud of whatever your, your past is because that's your story. But, um, yeah. but when you said like, you know, even those of us that have good family experiences, like, you know, there are still things that, you know, may not have been as great, you know, but that doesn't mean that we can't talk about it. And exactly. I often like, I, I mean, and, and I, I've even said, well, I, I don't know if I've said it, but I've thought, you know, like, oh man, I don't really have a story. You know, like I don't really have anything to share. Like I, I didn't go through anything mm -hmm. you know, super crazy, you know, dramatic or anything like that, you know? So like, what would you say to people like that who feel like they don't have a, a real story to even share? Yeah, let me tell you this. Everyone has a story and it doesn't have to be overly bad. I don't know, honestly, and this is going to sound so crazy. I don't know a lot of people who grew up with a good life with parents in their life. That is what makes you unique, believe it or not. That is your story. What is it like, you know, going on daddy daughter dates or mommy and me dates? Like, tell us about that. Like that literally will intrigue so many people because there's a high population of African Americans and uh, Latinos in this world who did who grew up with one parent household or no, no parent household like I did. So that is your story. It is unique. So I really do want to dispel that myth because I do think a lot of people want to write and they think they have to go through something so horrendous to make a good story. But your truth is what is your truth and your story is as good as you make it. You know what I mean? So I, I would definitely say that that is what makes you unique. And I would definitely say that's a wonderful story because I, I want to know what it's like having a mommy daughter day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you so much for, um, for answering that. Cause I mean, I, I have heard, um, you know, in, in my space, I'm helping people, you know, pull out their brand story and pull and, you know, just talk more and be more authentic and stuff. And I hear people so often, you know, say like, well, I don't have a story, you know, but I mean, like you just mm -hmm. said, everybody has a story. Like just because you didn't think it was anything spectacular doesn't mean that other people won't think it's very interesting or won't really want to read and know more about it. So, exactly. Yeah. And there's an exercise that I, that I do and it's to help people find their stories. And I'm a visual person. So what I do is I draw a circle 
And on the outside, I write the things that I was given at birth. So I was born into being a girl. I'm a black woman. I was born into poverty. So those were things that I had no choice. They were given to me. In the center circle, I, do, I draw another circle, and I write out things that I chose for my life. I chose to be a mother. I chose to open a business. I chose to uh, be a philanthropist philanthropist. Those are things that I chose. And at the core, it's who I am. So I always said I was a writer at the core. And mm -hmm. if you do that exercise, you will figure out, you will look at your life and you will see what things shifted. What did you choose to do? And you will see what your story is at the core of who you are. Okay, that was really powerful with me just thinking about the circles that you that you said. Like I have like I, I can't mm -hmm. wait to do my circle, but it, it just goes to show like on the outside, like those are just external things. Those are things that you didn't choose. Exactly. That's just what was you know, what they say, the cards that you were dealt, you know. But mm -hmm. what you choose to do with those cards is what makes you who you are. And the the story is the in-between time. I love that. That's exactly thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you and it's like that i use that exercise to really help me I, it helped me figure out who i was at the core and i'm like okay you know what like and my life changed so much from what i was dealt so i took those cards and i'm like now i hold all the cards yes i love that i love it's, it's like taking taking ownership of you, of your narrative you know instead of exactly what's given to you like no i'm gonna write it the way i want to write it and this is what it's going to be like yeah i might have been dealt this hand but here's how i've made it better or whatever you know exactly so, i love that that's great exactly. so thank you yeah let's talk about your um mom life so i know that you um you are a mom you do these support groups for moms and you have like mom events mm -hmm. um, and so i was wondering like what's a piece of advice that you have for single moms today that are um you know wanting to create a business or maybe they're new to creating a business like what kind of advice would you give them um in like the beginning phases yeah so anyone that's a mother or a single mother knows that life is about juggling okay so and i have a young child so he's four years old so he has so much energy and i literally cannot keep up with him so <laughs> with that balance comes sacrifice so that's one of the biggest things i'm going to say like i'm always going to deal the real is that you are going to sacrifice something so if you don't want to sacrifice time you know spent with your children you're going to sacrifice sleep if you really want to get your business off the ground um i would definitely say that time management needs to be your best friend if you're not an organized person I would say get organized or find an accountability partner to really help you stay on track with your schedule, with meetings. If you, if you are a writer, how much time are you dedicating a week to writing? How many words are you trying to hit? And, you know, I'm personally, I'm on the phone around the clock. And when I'm at work, I'm at work, I'm away eight hours, so I can't work on my personal brand. So literally when I'm at home, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna spend time with my son. When he goes to sleep, I'm up till two o'clock in the morning and then I have to be up at six. But that's the sacrifice that I make. 
And you just really have to work around your kid's schedule. And being a businesswoman and a single mother are synonymous because you do sacrifice something. But if you keep your goals in mind and your end result in mind, you know that your kids are going to come with you when you become successful. And if you have older kids, take them to meet us with you, honey. It's never too early to get your kids involved in business, okay? My son has been on podcasts. He's come to, depending on the meeting, though, if it's like a super formal meeting, then, you know, I won't bring him. But I'm like, I take him to, to podcast. He's going to come to some of these book signings because, honey, I'm all about being a mommy, and he's a part of me. So he's coming. he comes right on along. Yes, I love that. I mean, and, and I mean, I feel like sacrifice is part of the game, you know, regardless. But, you know, I do notice that, um, I love to see moms and like, I'm excited when I become a mom because I'm just going to be like, Oh, I'm having a photo shoot today. And here comes my baby with a camera. Like <laughs> exactly. That's to- literally what happened to me two weeks ago. He ran in a picture and the photo photographer was like, you want to sit down? I said, ah, this is my life. That like, exactly. this, this is normal for me. Yeah. Just keep clicking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I love that. I think that that's so important, like to, you know, figure out ways to kind of intertwine that, but then also understanding that like there may be a period where there's going to be, you know, less sleep or, you know, just trying to figure out how to balance that. So, um, you Mm -hmm. know, I really appreciate that advice. And I wanted to kind of go back to something I just thought about as far as you, um, and this book. So, um, I don't think I've had an author yet on the show, so this is really exciting. So I wanted to know a little bit about your process of, um, even, you know, getting this book out there. So did you go like the, the traditional publishing route or did you decide to self-publish? I am. So that is a great question. I did a lot of research and I did decide to self-publish. So the whole process of hiring editors and cover designers, I did commission those people on my own. However, now that I have a complete manuscript my goal is to go the traditional publishing route now that I have a fully complete manuscript because what I've found is that it's much more difficult to um, pitch your book to an agent when you don't have a solid idea. And granted, agents will take a manuscript that isn't completed. However, when you kind of have fully developed characters and kind of like a really good theme that you can send that they can skim over um it's a little bit more easier so the the answer to that question is i opted to do both so i have my thing i have my fingers crossed and i'm praying every single day every time i submit a new book proposal to an agent i'm praying 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 that if i get 50 no's that 51st person is going to say yes Yes, that's what I mean. It's a numbers game. It really is. Like eventually, you're gonna hit your yes. You just have to ask enough people. So <laughs> we are gonna manifest exactly. Like this won't happen for you. Like we're not even gonna. We're. It's already claimed. We just need to find that person. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yes. <laughs> so, um, since you decided to go the self-publishing route, um, you know, I, I see that now that you're wanting to transition into the the traditional way. Um, so what was your journey like with the self-publishing? Like what, what, what was like the final thing that made you say like, okay, I, I think I want to go the traditional route for future manuscripts. Um, when I got the book in my hand and I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. But then I realized I'm like, okay, it's just me. And when you're trying to build a brand, it's like nobody knows who you are and that's just the real. And 
you know, you have your social media strategy, you may have a publicist, but the one thing that traditional publishers have that I personally don't have is that following and that credibility. And that is something that I need to propel my authorship to the next level. So I do want to continue writing more books and I need the publishing company to be able to market to a larger number of people that my little Facebook coins can't pay for. Okay. So (laughs) that is like, okay, like the self-publishing thing, you know, like I got on my integrity hat. I did it. Yes. My entire savings went into this book, but it's like writing the book is the easy part. Now is the marketing and the selling the book. And typically most self-published books only sell 400 copies within their lifespan. And I'm like, I don't want my hard work to only go to 400 people. So I need a solid backing to really get it out there to some of the moms groups and teenage groups and um, new mother support groups, think people who really need to see this story. I love that. I love that. So are you currently pitching your stories? My mother never told me to publishers. I am, and I have two possibles. Yeah, I'm still not going to hold my breath. I have two possibles, and then I, I just received one rejection today from an agency in London. So I'm like, okay, I'm prepared for rejection. So like, if you are an author and you're pitching to agents, I would say the number one rule is prepare yourself for rejection, but never give up. I'm not giving up. This is my plan A. I don't have a plan B because my plan A is going to work. Yes. Yes. I was just talking to someone. I just had um, Dr. Courtney Baker on the podcast and she said that success is not an option. So like it's going to happen regardless. Like there's no other way. There's no mm-hmm. C, D, nothing like success. Is, like success is inevitable. It's going to happen. So yeah, I'm going to put that out there for you, girl. You got this. So, <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> yes. So, um, so you have your book coming out. So are, do you have any other uh, maybe manuscripts you've already written or, um, you know, just like maybe any future projects that you're excited about coming out with? Yes. Yeah, so I've written a lot and I have a lot of my pieces um, on my blog and I literally have a lot to say. And <laughs> my blog spans from homie, you're not getting a second day to how to write and publish your own book to um, being very open about mental health and me going to therapy. So all of anything that I've ever published are available on my blog. (laughs) Well, tell us how we can go, how we can read that. What's your blog? Yeah. So my blog is on my website. So it's www.iamalisha.net. And let me, you know, clarify the spelling of my name. (laughs) <laughs> it's Alicia with two L's. It's A L L I C I A. I don't know what my parents were thinking when they. I I have no clue, but um, it's Alicia with two L's. So it's uh, I am Alicia dot slash blog, and you can get literally a full catalog about anything you can possibly think of. And if there's something on there that you want to see, subscribe, shoot me an email, and I will write about it. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. So really quick before we head off this, uh, at the end of each episode, I like to do a rapid fire round where I'm just going to ask you five random questions and you just answer the first thing you can think of. You ready? Oh, Lord. Yes. (laughs) It's not that bad. Trust me. It's not that bad. Okay. (laughs) Number one, favorite color? Green. Oh, money. (laughs) I love green. (laughs) 
Um, okay, number two, what's a non-negotiable in your life? Mm, um, this is gonna sound so funny. Um, my bacon. People have been trying it. Anyone that I date, you're not gonna make me give up bacon. I don't oh care. Goodness, that sounds like my mom. My mom is so obsessed with bacon. <laughs> that is too. I thought it was just her. And not turkey, but not turkey bacon. I need like full black label <laughs> pork bacon. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Okay, number three, what time do you wake up in the morning? 6.45. Oof, still too early for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have like a morning routine, like, um, you know, when it comes to your writing? I do. Yeah. I do. I get up at 6.45, I pray, I get in the shower, and then I write out um, today is going to be, I literally write out today is going to be a good day in my journal, and then I wake my son up at 7, so I have 15 minutes of me time every single morning. Okay, nice. And then what's your, what's your do you have like a, a book writing ritual or something when it comes to um, writing your book or writing your blogs or anything? I do, um, and I would definitely, I get, you know, my son is sleeping, and I get to my computer, and I have the topic in my head, and, you know, I hit that mental G spot and I got the ideas flowing. But sometimes I do hit a writer's block and I just walk away from it. Like I literally walk away. I go on about my day. And sometimes ideas hit me when I'm at work, when I'm walking, when I'm at the airport. So I take out my phone and I record the ideas so I can save it. Because when you're inspired, you want to record it right away so you don't lose it. So that's kind of like my ritual. Hmm, I like that. I try to, whenever I have an idea to write it down too, but, um, so you record it like a voice note. Yep. Right on. If you have an iPhone or even an Android, you can download recorder apps. You can set yourself a reminder. You can write it down in your notes. And, and even sometimes like I was driving, I had to pull over. I saw a billboard that inspired me for a topic. I had to pull over and write it down in my notes. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be good later. Oh, I love that. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. Mm -hmm. no so problem. question number four, what's your favorite book besides your own? <laughs> <laughs> so we know your favorite oh. book. My mother never told me, but besides that one, <laughs> what's your favorite book? My favorite book. Oh, I guess I'll go with the fiction genre it's White Oleander by Janet Fitch, and it is a super good book. Oh, wow. Okay, what's it about? So it's about a girl whose mother goes to jail for life for killing um, her boyfriend that cheated on her, and he killed him. she killed him with the oleander plant, which is poisonous. And the daughter went through a series of foster homes. I mean, her life was so messed up and she reminded me of me even though my mother didn't kill anyone but my mother was out of my life and um their relationship became really strained after that and the girl was really struggling to find her own way and she eventually did at the end so it wasn't necessarily a happy ending it was a realistic ending which is what I can appreciate mm -hmm. yeah okay nice well thanks for sharing that and yeah. the last question this is one that I ask everybody it is, what does it mean to you to be a female creative or a female entrepreneur? Ooh, that's a good one. 
Um, what it means to me to be a female entrepreneur, it means that I am able to um, share my life and my journey with the world and hoping that the world is ready to receive it. It means that I can be authentic, I can be unique and out of the box, and I can do that unapologetic lord i can't speak <laughs> unapologetically because i'm not restricted or controlled by someone else's workplace i can be me so if i want to go to a business meeting with purple hair i'm going to do that yes yes i love that unapologetically me yes girl that's yes for. <laughs> so really quick before we hop off tell us how we can keep up with you maybe on social media um your website all that good stuff how can we follow you yep so if you have facebook which you should you can connect with me i am alicia remember that's two l's a-l-l-i-c-i-a on twitter and instagram my handles are i am alicia w so um it wouldn't let me do i'm alicia so I'm Alicia W. And then my website where you can catch up on my blogs and then I have direct links to events and my podcast is www.iamalicia.net. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I am super excited. <laughs> Stories my mother never told me. I know that's going to be an amazing book. And so I'm excited for that to come out. And yeah, thank you for like just taking us along on your journey of, you know, being a writer and of, you know, your publishing process and just being transparent about your life. I think so often we're not transparent about our life. And so I think that it's really nice to have that encouragement to share our stories and share our truths. So thanks so much for coming. Thank on. you. Thank yeah. you. No, thank you for having me. This was great. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will talk to you later, darling. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the She's a Creative podcast. If you enjoyed this, let me know by sharing a review on iTunes or sending me a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and your favorite part. Go follow me on social media to get more inspiration, wisdom, and tips at She's a Creative podcast or at Mrs. K Hillman on Instagram. And check out the blog at She's a Creative.com. I love you, creative darling, so much. And until next time, keep building your creative dreams.